Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of the Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. And be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we begin a new study of the book of 1 Peter from the New Testament. If you have a Bible with you, turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 and follow along while I read beginning in verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit for the obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is kept imperishable, undefiled, and unfading kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved with various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Here we have the Apostle Peter writing a letter, a letter to a group of people that we are told have been scattered from their homes and are being persecuted. Peter refers to his readers as elect exiles. What does he mean by this term elect? Well, it's a word that means to be favored, blessed, or chosen. It's the way that God's people were referred to in the Old Testament. The Jews were God's chosen people. Peter says that there are a group of people in the world that are God's chosen, God's favorites, and some of these have been exiled. But he expounds in his introduction about who those elect are. He says they are those that have been sanctified by the Spirit, who have been foreknown by God, who are obedient to Christ and are sprinkled with the blood. Those are descriptions that fit the people he's writing to, but it's a description of all disciples of Christ, people who have come to Christ, received him, received the promised spirit, and allow a transformation to take place in their lives, to be set apart by the spirit for a particular work. 
Those are the folks that are known by God and obedient to Christ and sprinkled with his blood. So just the fact that these people have been favored by God is reason enough for the excitement that Peter expresses. But he lets them know that he's writing to multiply their grace and peace. Going through difficult times, uh, those are important things to experience. It's interesting that he doesn't promise them that the problem will go away, but he will make sure that they are aware how to tap into the grace and the peace that's available to them to make it through their difficult circumstances. And he lets them know he's going to do this by giving them hope. He is going to go into uh, laying the foundation for that hope, and he will explain to them a, a structure that God is building on that foundation that ultimately provides protection from the storms of life. It's a temple being built up of living stones, and it's in this temple that we find the safety and security that we need to make it through our trials. He's going to let them know that they have hope. As he begins talking about this hope, this hope that they have, he explains to them they have it because they've been born again. And this hope that he's describing is available to all who are born again, people who are reborn from heaven. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus is quoted as saying that, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. When Scripture speaks of folks being born again and being led by the Spirit or being animated by the Spirit of God, it is in stark contrast to people who are, as Peter calls them, creatures of instinct. We won't get to that phrase in, in our study of 1 Peter, but in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, Peter makes that distinction uh, between people who are led by the Spirit of God and people who are creatures of instinct. More of us may be familiar with Paul's term, uh, being led by the flesh or doing things according to the flesh. Am I doing things based on the spirit that is in me? Am I allowing God to animate my decision-making and my actions, or am I going strictly on my physical instincts to make all of my decisions? If I rely on the physical instincts, I'm of this world. And often I'll make bad decisions. If I'm led by the Spirit, if I'm born again and I let that Spirit that God has given me animate me, animate my thoughts and actions, I'll do the things that are important to God, the things that fulfill His plan and His will, and I'll be able to make it through any difficulty. So Peter says, you have hope because you've been born again, because once you've been born into this new family, now you have access to an inheritance. We understand the idea of inheritance. Uh, we may have relatives who have some things that when they pass on, uh, they will give to us. And maybe we anticipate receiving those. Peter tells his reader that their hope is alive because their inheritance is being kept in heaven for them. It's something that's imperishable, it's undefiled, it's unfading, and it's being guarded by God himself. 
So what is this inheritance? What is being guarded by God? Well, if we go back through other places in Scripture and kind of string some things together, there are actually uh, a wide variety of things that make up this inheritance. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5 says, The meek will inherit the earth. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all talk about uh, us being able to inherit eternal life. Uh, Matthew and Paul speak of inheriting the kingdom of God. The book of Hebrews talks about us inheriting salvation, promises, and blessings. So all of these things are bundled up into a package that is ours, that, that we know that we can tap into. It's available to us, and that gives us hope. We may do well to remind ourselves what hope means. Hope is not wishful thinking. It's not crossing my fingers and making a wish that certain things will come true. Hope is when you know something is going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. So you're eagerly anticipating it. So hope is based on a a reality that is not yet observed or experienced. And God is saying, I'm protecting that for you. It's available to you. We have hope because we've been born again. That puts us into a family that gives us an inheritance, an inheritance of things that we still have available to us and yet to claim that should motivate us and inspire us to stay strong through the difficult times because, as Peter says, we are being protected. He specifically says that we're protected by our faith and by the power of God. Uh, The outcome of our faith is our salvation. We're going to be rescued from these things because of our faith. And because of the power of God and the faithfulness with which he's used that, we can predict the outcome, the overcoming of our trials, and the giving of all the good things that he's promised. Peter describes that as a gracious and good news. We have hope if we've been born again because we'll be receiving an inheritance, and we and that inheritance are protected until the end of time. But Peter lets us know some other things about hope. He lets us know that hope sustains us. Knowing that things are going to get better can very often be all that we need to get up and do what we need to do to make it through. Hope has the capacity to empower, embolden, strengthen, encourage us to do difficult things so that we gain the greater prize. Peter also says that this hope brings joy, a joy that can't even be expressed. When we realize how good it's going to be, there's nothing you can do to me here that bothers me. I can't even express to you how good it's going to be. That, that's the emotion. That's the feeling. Hope has that capacity. And we're told that our hope is still alive. It's living. That's because our hope is Jesus himself. Knowing that he is with us, he cares about us, and he is going to bring us through should bring us great joy. And hope anticipates glory. Hope knows the end of the story. Uh, Hope knows how things are going to work out. And so no matter how bad it looks now, we know we're just being distracted or something's being hidden from us or we just don't have a very clear picture. But when we can adjust our perspective and when we get to that finish line, we know 
the glorious circumstance in which we'll find ourselves. We know that it is better than anything that we could ask or imagine. It's better than anything we've experienced here. So it anticipates that glory eagerly. And because we're eager to experience that glory, we make sure that we do everything that Jesus says so that we're ready when he comes again. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.